So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best. And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career. Yeah, you can actually see when clients favor you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients. Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with a $395 tier. And I made my membership amount back with one booked job. And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description. To get 15% off your new Voice123 membership. You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Heidi and Mike of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, and I'm having a fabulous time uh, talking with them today. And I really like being able to speak in my own voice other than the other voice that I have. That's, yes, Siri. On today's podcast, we're talking to Susan Bennett, who is the original voice of Siri. And before she became Siri, she sang on hundreds of commercial jingles. Famously, Tilly, the all-time teller for the first successful ATM in the U.S. And she also did backup vocals on tour with Burt Backrat and Roy Orbison. And that led her to a career in voiceover. She has voice spots for Coca-Cola, IBM, Papa John's, McDonald's, AT&T, Wendy's, Goodyear, Ford, Chiquita, and a lot more. You were on tour with Burt? I was. Wow. Did you know John Young? John Young, yeah. You oh, did. Yeah. Big tall yeah. John Young? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We love okay. John. Yeah. Well, who's in Nashville now. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, when he, when we were working at The Fish, I first came up to The Fish and I was like, John Young, that's a voice of focus on the family. You know, and I came from this small Christian station in, in Florida. And so to hear John Young in person is like, Oh, and oh, he was he's such a, a character. I worked with him a lot. <laughs> I think mess. that we had a regular thing. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what what store it was now. But we had a regular gig. It was something like it wasn't Lowe's or Home Depot, but something like that. Yeah. And you know, we had regular sessions together, and he was just a hoot. He yeah. is a damn. <laughs> oh my gosh! But then he nut. said that Bert Packerax, one of his close friends, and I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll come up right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, yeah. I think younger people don't know Bert because he's he's old now. He's yeah. in his late eighties, I think. Yeah. But he um, he just wrote everything. You know, in yeah. the sixties and seventies. I mean, just yeah. he, you look up his catalog. What the world needs yep. now. Yep. Um, anyone who ever loved. Yeah. I'm just oh, these incredible songs. When I first met him, 
we started our tour at Chastain Park. And he was staying at the Holiday Inn at Powers yeah. Ferry, but that was just that was the closest hotel to Chastain. So he had the penthouse. And he brought a couple of singers with him. And then he hired three of us from Atlanta. And so we were up there in his penthouse, and he's sitting at this little upright piano they'd gotten for him. And, you know, we're just standing around learning our parts and everything. And he goes, well, Susan, what do you think about this? And I go, you're talking to me? <laughs> really? <laughs> it was quite an experience. Wow. I believe yeah, it. He's, he was He's amazing. Wow. Really well, and amazing. I think Austin Powers kind of brought him into focus yes. in the early Thanks 2000s. Thanks to Mike Myers, yeah. a whole new generation of people. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So you toured with Bert and did a lot more in 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 uh, in music, and then you started doing jingles, right? How well, did that I, all of that was sort of at, at, the, at same, the same time. Yeah, at the same okay. time. I um I didn't start singing until high school, and I got involved in, you know, uh, musicals in mm -hmm. high school, and then I did the same in college. And I that was where my first band, you know, was created, and, and it was kind of a jazz, kind of a fusion-y jazz, more of a jazz band, which I'm not, you know, I could be a jazz singer because I have a fairly, you know, jazzy voice, and mm -hmm. I know music pretty well, but um, my great love is rock and roll. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so um, ultimately, what I ended up doing is... Um, all of this was in New England and a little bit in New York. And my, I was married to a professional hockey player. And he got wow. traded from the New York Rangers wow. to the, the brand-new Atlanta Flames. You know, so we're going, south of the Mason-Dixon line? I don't know. <laughs> you know. None of us was familiar with the South. Yeah. And so um, we came to Atlanta and absolutely fell in love. Oh. And you know we stayed here forever. My ex-husband now lives in in Maui, but uh, but I stayed here because we just we loved it. We mm. fell in love with yeah. the place. And so what I did was just go around from the, all the different studios in town and say, "I'm a singer. Let me know if you need you know." And they, jingles, you could make a living as a jingle mm -hmm. singer at that time. Mm -hmm. You know there would be yeah. three or four sessions a week. Yeah. And um, so I did that for a while, and I got into the voiceover thing accidentally. Huh. Because uh, Doppler Studio, I don't know if you ever had yeah, the chance to course. work at Doppler, but yeah. they were around for close to 50 years. They mm -hmm. didn't quite make it to 50. But when I, I used to do a lot of jingles there, and there was another studio called RKM mm -hmm. that did a lot as well. But Doppler was, I, I went, went to Doppler a lot. And one day, and I wish I could remember the product that we were advertising because it would make the story better, but I should probably make <laughs> one up. <laughs> but we we had sung a, a group jingle, uh -huh. and at the end of it, the voice actor didn't show up and so to do the copy for the yeah. spot. And Pete Caldwell, who was the owner of Doppler at the time, said, uh, Susan, you don't have an accent. Come over here and read this copy. And I went, really? Okay. And, uh, and I just did it sort of instinctively, and I thought, oh, ding, ding, ding. Wow. <laughs> you know, we might have another career here. So nice. I got a um, voice coach and uh, then... Than an agent, and I've been doing and voiceover ever since. Wow! Yeah, wow. That's amazing. It was a very a lucky accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. really. Or it was destiny. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so interesting just to hear how things just automatically pop up, and that's one of the cool things about you know classes. Don't discount anything. You never know, right. you know, the people you meet, and then what opportunities are going to arise. Right. Um, I wanted to go back to with the the jingles. You know, it's it's changed over the years, but how how do you see it 
Has, you know, I don't. I ha, it's been so long since I've done a jingle that I don't even know if they do them anymore. I mean, I'm sure they have some, yeah. but uh, we went through a period where they were using a lot of old pop music for yeah. all their commercials and stuff. And That's I'm sure true. there are still some jingle singers, but my understanding is that there's a you know a solid group in New York and another solid group mm-hmm. in L.A. and they just do it all, sort of like yeah. being studio musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have studio singers that yeah. are pretty much. Got it covered. Yeah. yeah. So, and and then on the other hand, now that everybody has a home studio and stuff, a lot of times you, and if, especially if it's non-union or it's um, just local or something local, and you know, they'll just say, oh, "Well, she sings. Let's get her." And you know, and she can probably do a fine job. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of great singers and musicians all over the country. You know, right? Yep. That you don't know, but right. doesn't mean they're not great. Yeah. Well, and Heidi actually got to do one. What earlier this year or yeah. was it last, last, last year? Last year, yeah, yeah. But it was a local thing, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's great to hear because so many people ask us. They're like, "Oh, I sing. I'd love to do jingles." And they'll they'll ask me, oh, should I do a whole demo just for jingles? And I say, no, 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 no. Even the demos that we've done here for certain people that can sing, <clears throat> I've tried to write like a commercial copy where it incorporates just a tad bit of them singing just mm-hmm. so that they can at least say, hey, listen, here's a sample of me right. singing. But you're not having to create a whole demo mm-hmm. for that because yeah. it's just not worth it these days, you know, unless you I think are a lot of it's just word of mouth yeah. at this point. But it, it it couldn't hurt to just contact the different mm-hmm. studios and say I'm a singer mm-hmm. and tell them your credentials and right. I would love to come in and meet you or audition or whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 For me, you know, when I started out in the business was so long ago yeah. that it was a totally different situation. You know, people, they, the technology was completely different. Nobody had their, had their phones and their mm. little private studios and their home studios. You went to the studio. And if you were auditioning um, for a voiceover, more than likely you went to the agent's office. Mm. And sometimes you would even meet the client. You know, so it was much more of a human (laughs) interaction than just, you know, sitting in your booth and going, (laughs) well, I wonder if I should do another one, do a second take, you know. And um, so there was just, there was a lot more interaction and feedback. And who was your first agent? AMT. AMT. Okay, awesome. A woman named Kelly, Kelly. (laughs) Oh, Kelly, Kelly. Kelly Kelly Fitzpatrick married Uh Jack Kelly, so she became Kelly Kelly. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And she was great. She had so much personality, Mm -hmm. and she was, uh, uh, because at the time, the owner of AMT was um, Kathy Hardigree. Mm -hmm. And she was a uh, a rather forbidding character. She was a big, uh, very strong character, Mm -hmm. and almost everybody was afraid of her. So So they mostly talked to Kelly, and uh, she was great. And I just uh, got to the point where... They were getting me so much work, I just, well, I'm going to go exclusive with them. And then after I went exclusive, I got even more work because since I was exclusive, they would would promote me. And and I'll tell you, that's one thing that I miss in the voiceover business because now it's just such a Mm crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know Tony Masano. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And, you know, he works with an ad agency as well. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this a few years ago and he said... I said, well, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of a brat right now because if it's if it's something that I don't think is perfect for me to audition for, mm-hmm. it's just like, eh. or or if they can't mm-hmm. decide if they want a male or female, it's like, oh, <laughs> let me know when you make a decision. You know, right. it's just because you have to give them a full, like a finished product. Yeah. You have to yeah. deep breath and you have to do all this stuff to make it sound as professional as possible mm-hmm. for nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're competing yeah. against God knows how many people. So yeah. Tony's story was, well, I had this tiny little gig 
in, you know, in Alabama. It was running for four weeks. I paid $150 total. Wow. And he said, would you care to guess how many people auditioned? And I thought I was being outrageous by saying, a hundred? He goes, try 300. Wow. So this is what people are doing. This is what you're competing against now. And you don't have the added advantage of knowing the ad agency people, knowing the agents and having them know what you can do. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times you'll get pigeonholed. It's human nature. Everybody wants to put us in a little box. You know, it's for me being Siri. That's why it took me two years to reveal myself because I thought... Oh, if I tell everybody I'm Siri, they're going to think that's all I can do and right. all I've ever done. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's tough because I love doing character voices and yeah. all kinds of yeah. things and, you know. Yeah. Do you find, though, some value in being pigeonholed? Because when there is that competition, like what happens when there is a ton of competition is that what wins out is like being so sure of your niche. You well, know what I mean? Like who you are and what you bring to the table. I don't know. I get a lot of auditions for AI voices and mm. I never win them. Really? Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. So what that says is there are a zillion people out there who can do this work. Yeah. And you're competing against all of them. Yeah. So, you know, and and at this point at the game, you know, this stage of the game, I, you know, I'm not really grasping after work anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially after the Siri thing, it just kind of puts me in a different category. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just, I just don't have the energy to Mm -hmm. to do, to work that hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's crazy. And I'm not even sure... What you can do to <clears throat> put yourself in an advantage, an advantageous situation. Yeah. I find bribes. 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 <laughs> Work. Mike, yeah. this is like recorded, so people can pull that. I put and it use under marketing. It. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not true, everyone. Okay. Just so you know, that Problem is 100% is, you know, the bribe will co- probably cost you more than you get paid for the game. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh. It's all in Chick fil A waffle fries. <laughs> yeah. yeah bribes right. only work for me, babe. <laughs> so, Susan, you know, we didn't even really get into your story. So, can you share? I know you've shared a, a lot of different places, but can you share with everyone how you even became the voice of Siri? Well, um, as you know, Siri was the first yes. of her kind, um, the original virtual assistant. And I started doing some work for a company that I still work for, which uh, was a messaging company. Um, and suddenly they, you know, I had to sign a contract and uh, I was told, you know, when I questioned this, certain things, that I was told, well, you know, this is just kind of generic phone stuff. And I thought, okay, no, that's fine. And um, so I did these crazy recordings and I knew something was up. Something was very, very different because it wasn't just, hello, thank you, please press one. Mm-hmm. It was um, cow hoist in the tub hut today. Say schist fresh issue today. Wow. <clears throat> Obviously, these sentences were created to get all the sound combinations in the language uh-huh. because after they were recorded, <clears throat> technicians and computers would go in and extract sounds and reform them into new phrases and sentences, and that's what became AI. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing and unfathomable yeah. in 2005. Right. You know, I mean, the people... And, of course, no they've way. been working on AI voices since the 60s. I mean, mm. there's yeah. nothing new, but it was new to, to the lay people that <laughs> didn't know really what was going on in the mm. back room. <laughs> Yeah. How long was that? those initial sessions? Like how many did you have to do? How many hours? The initial um, sessions were done in July of 2005, four hours a day, 
five days a week. And the thing that was tough about that is that, you know, the human voice, we, when we speak, we go, you know, there's a lot of intonation and we go up mm-hmm. and down and everything. Right. This had to be read like this. Everything had to be the same pace, the same pitch, the same tone. It was very monotone. It yeah. was very tedious. And, you know, maybe the first hundred phrases and sentences were kind of fun yeah. or funny because you'd have to get vowel sounds in a, in a different word for it. So, it, for instance, you would say, Say the shrouding again, say the shrading again, say the shrouding again, say the shredding again, say the shredding again, say the shredding again. Wow. And at, the, at the end of the day, you'd have a gun to your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. oh my God. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Monotonous. And then, big surprise, that was in 2005 and in 2011, Siri appeared. October 4th, she's a Libra. <laughs> and, uh, um, a fellow voice actor emailed me and said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone. Isn't this you? And I went... What? Yes. So oh sneaky gosh. old Apple. Yeah. Um, they uh, bought the voice from Nuance, this company that okay. I had worked for unknowingly. You know, the company yeah. that I had worked for and still work for, it was the liaison company with this other one. And uh, so that was the beginning of technology sort of <laughs> usurping uh, voices. Yeah. And you got paid just for the sessions right. that you were there, but not for like right. the usage. Right. Of Siri. Yeah. I always tell everybody, anyone who's ever had an iPhone, send me a dollar and that should cover (laughs) it. Yeah, Yeah. right? That should cover it. Yeah. That should be, that would be good. Tell us really like how you, I mean, what were you feeling when you found that out? Horrified. Mm. Horrified. Because something this ubiquitous, something this big Mm. and all encompassing is something that you would, you would think you would have had to audition for many Mm -hmm. times. You know, and uh, get paid well for, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> so I really, I was really troubled by mm. it, and I didn't really know what to do about it. Sure. Right? And so I talked to some people uh, in Atlanta. Unfortunately, nobody really had a really understood what Siri was, and so my son was living in LA at the time, and I said, "Cam, I need some help. I, I don't know what to do with this." And so he found me some wonderful agents at Vox. In yeah. Los Angeles, Wes yeah. Stevens and Tom mm-hmm. Lawless, and they kind of ran with it and helped nice. me through it. Really? And we wow. figured out ways to, to make it work for me as opposed to against me. Wow. Because what happens in a situation like that, <clears throat> I've, you know, you'll hear my, my voice on a lot of telephone answering things and, mm-hmm. you know, please press one type of deals. Mm-hmm. But when people are calling and they hear your voice in that, in that situation... They're not listening to the voice, unless it's a character voice or it's a a celebrity voice. They're just listening for the information that you're disseminating. But when that same voice becomes this persona in your little handheld computer phone and this person becomes your friend, you become very, very used to that person's voice. You know that voice. And so I realized when I heard I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. There goes my voice over career. (laughs) And that's pretty much what happened. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, but I was prepared because I already sort of expected it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just sort of embraced it. And fortunately, it turned into a whole new career because I started to do speaker events, Mm -hmm. which I'd never imagined myself doing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. And I've traveled all over the world doing it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So don't ever, don't ever, don't get down, too down about anything. Things change. Always remember that things change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thinking about all that and everything that you've been through with talent who are now auditioning for a lot of these text-to-speech and, and AI roles, what advice would you have for them? Read the small print. Mm. Read the small print and know exactly what you're doing, uh, knowing what you're auditioning for. Unfortunately, what I didn't realize that I was recording for was this company that just sold voices to, dif to different companies all over. Sometimes a, a friend yesterday sent me some crazy thing from YouTube, two dogs talking, and the voiceover was me. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, um, one of my agents, this is a few years ago, said, Susan, I, I heard saw a Buick commercial on, a national Buick commercial on TV, and I think you're the voice of the car. And so I, he said, listen to it and tell me what you think. I said, yes. And so they were able to get me paid. Wow. And it paid very well. So you can see where um, I try not to calculate all the money I have not made. Oh, <laughs> right, right. That is have, so crazy. Have you found it hard for them to collect payment when stuff like that does happen, say with a Buick? Uh, they had no trouble with Buick. Buick that's said, great. oh, oh, yes, of course. That's and, great. Um, you know, that's, that was the beauty of... The structure of everything has changed so yeah. much. I mean, it's just all the structure has gone away. But back in the day, when you were a union member, mm -hmm. you were really protected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of the big agencies, when they hired you, they would sign union contracts. And so you got paid well, you got paid residuals, and it mm -hmm. was it was a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's no longer the case anymore. So you can't just say, oh, I wish it were <laughs> yeah. like that. But it's not like that now. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I find so sad about it is that the onus is really on the individual voice actor. You don't have any, you don't have uh, an advocate anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have that agent that's going to work for you yeah. particularly and try mm -hmm. to try to find work for you. Right. That's their job. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. So it's all on you to find your own yeah. work. Yeah. So well, it's, and I imagine, too, that's because things have changed on the agent side. Right. You know, they have to do a whole lot more stuff, so they can't, you know, donate that time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a, it's also a big numbers game. You know, there are so many yeah. people. One of the things that technology did was um, ch change voiceover just completely because people, amateurs are, are in the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're a, a person who's a really great salesperson, you have an okay voice, but you're this great salesperson, you're going to get the gig. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah you know, and, and that's just the way it is. I'm not making a judgment about it, but sure. it's... Just uh, the reality. It's the reality. The cheese hath moved. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Someone move my cheese. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, in all the years that you, you probably have so much kind of, I call it data, but, you know, evidence throughout your career of what has had the biggest impact, you know, positive impact or negative impact. What has been one of the biggest things that's helped your career, you think, over the years? That's helped my career. Wow. <clears throat> well, over the years, I would have to say uh, being exclusive at AMT mm -hmm. gave me a lot of, of help. Um, I, th I think it was helpful to be able to be a singer and a voice actor because mm -hmm. then I would, you know, meet different people and sometimes, you know, the twain would meet. <laughs> and, uh, um, <clears throat> but as far as, you know, I can't really pinpoint one particular thing. I think as far as trying to get a lot of work for yourself, you need to try to be as versatile as possible and you really need to put in the work. You know, you might have a great voice, but so what? Yeah. You know, if you can't act, 
you're not going to get the gig. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really important to take classes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always recommend uh, improv classes too yeah. because if you can think on your feet, it's very helpful too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we preach to uh, as many classes as we can and our instructors do as well. Yeah. And Matt and Brooke, who own Get Taped at the back of our studio, they have acting classes, but they also have improv classes. Mm-hmm. So we're like, if you can go anywhere, go with them or yeah. go to some of the other places around town because it is vital. Yeah. Especially yeah, very, nowadays very when, you know, in the auditions, they ask for it. Yeah. Right. Which is great, you know. So now that we're about to to wrap up, you've had a long and successful career that spans music as well as voiceover. So success, you know, we all define it differently. Mm-hmm. How would How would you define it now that you get a chance to look back? Success for me is being able to do what you love and get paid for it. Um, money was never a big, huge thing for me. I just always wanted to be able to utilize whatever gifts I was given. And uh, that's that's success to me. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I enjoyed it. I can't it. believe you're right around the corner. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might just pop in. <laughs> Come on. Feel free. <laughs>